WFNU is a volunteer-run station made up of many different community voices. Each program expresses one aspect of that diversity, and not the views of WFNU or Frogtown Tuned In as a whole. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Co-op Restaurant. How are you all doing out there? All right, there we go. This is WFNULP 94.1 FM in St. Paul. We are Frogtown Community Radio. You're listening to 651 Sports Update. I am Mike Resendez. My host this morning is Eric Erickson. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, loyal listeners of WFNU and the 651 Sports Update. And welcome to our St. Paul student-athletes that are here at Colap with us. We're excited to have you here, excited to hear about your teams and how your seasons are going so far. So thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us on the show today. Thanks also to the coaches and parents that are here supporting their kids. And I'd like to thank uh, Colop for having us out again today, Stephen and the Penn family. Thanks again. This is our fourth broadcast from here. Sounds about right, yeah. So we are- We've uh, got a new setup here. We do. And so Stephen is not just an entrepreneur, a, a veteran, a hero. He's also a handy craftsman, made this beautiful booth where we're broadcasting from here. So nice work, Stephen. Thank you very much. All right, we are kicking off our fifth season on WFNU. It's hard to believe that uh, this is the fifth year of high school sports from St. Paul on the radio. On the radio is the key there. It's That's been right. around for about 125 years, high school sports. That's right. So, our fifth year covering it. Yep. And uh, to my knowledge, there is no other radio station or show dedicated to just St. Paul sports. So this is a, a pretty cool thing that's going on here. This morning, we will hear interviews from Harding Volleyball. Yeah. Highland Park Cross Country. Central Football. Como Park Girls Soccer. And Central Boys Soccer is here as well. We're going to get the lowdown on all of their seasons, but first we're going to do what we always do, Eric, and we're going to start with the breakdown of what's happened this week so far. We're going to start with girls' soccer. On Tuesday, it was North Lakes Academy over Johnson 18-0, Washington over Mounds Park Academy 1-0, Minneapolis Roosevelt uh, defeated Harding 8-0, Simley over Highland Park 1-zip, Moundsview over Central 1-0, on Wednesday, it was Minneapolis Roosevelt over Humboldt 2-0. Columbia Heights defeated Johnson 5-0. Como Park defeats Tartan 5-2. On Thursday, North St. Paul 1, Washington 0. Central 1, Simley 1 in an overtime tie. Visitation 4, Highland Park 1. Mountains Park Academy 6, Highland 0. And yesterday, it was Humboldt over Hope Academy 6-zip. And Como Park defeats St. Anthony Village in a comeback 3-1. Yeah, Como is the story so far this year in girls' soccer. Their results have been impressive. 3-0 and so far on the season. Lots of goals. 
They've shown the ability to come from behind. And fortunately, as we said, we've got them here today. We'll be able to chat with the Como captains. All right, moving on to boys soccer. On Monday, it was Central 10, Rosemont 0. Congratulations over there, guys. Did you say 10-0 over Rosemont? Yes. Oh, my goodness. On Tuesday, it was Trinity at River Ridge 5, Highland Park 3. Waconia 2-1 over Washington. Como Park uh, played uh, Hill-Murray to a 3-3 overtime tie. St. Croix Prep 3, Harding 0. Holy Angels 2, Humboldt 0. On Thursday, it was Mung Academy 4, St. Agnes 3, and Central 8, Highland Park 1. That was yesterday's score. And also Washington over Humboldt 3-2, and Como defeats Harding 1-0. Como's off to a great start on the boys' side as well. They're undefeated at this point with a record of 3-0-1. Really fast team. Fastest team I've ever seen at Como. But Central is the defending city champion. And besides that uh, one hiccup at Apple Valley, they've blown out their opponents and look like they'll be tough to beat in the city. We've got them to talk to later today as well. All right, moving on to football. On Thursday was the start of the high school football season. It was Humboldt 21, Brooklyn Center 18, St. Agnes over Minneapolis Edison 26-0, Minneapolis Southwest 29, Highland Park 0. It was Washburn over Como Park 37-0. Last night it was Minneapolis North 26, Johnson 6. Central defeats Minneapolis Henry 21-13. Congratulations, guys. Academy Force 21, Harding 0. It was a beautiful night for football across the city in the metro area last night and Thursday night. Tough start for most of our St. Paul teams, but Humboldt came through with a victory and Central, as we just said, season opening win over Henry. So again, Central football boys here today will be able to talk about their game last night and find out what's going on going forward. Johnson uh, should not be forgotten when we discuss um, football in the city they lost last night to Minneapolis North, who's tops in Minneapolis. But the Governors made it to the state semifinals last year, and that's led to an increase in their participation. They've got a lot of players this year. You know how many they got? Uh, I do not off the top of my head. They have 70 players out on the team now. So that really gave them a, a boost when they made that run to the U.S. Bank Stadium, and uh, more people came out to play all of a sudden. So we'll keep our eye on Johnson, too. All right, moving on to volleyball. On Tuesday, it was Minneapolis Henry 3, Washington 0, uh, Sibley over Highland Park 3 to 1, Johnson over Richfield 3 to 1. On Wednesday, it was St. Agnes 3, Harding 2. Uh, Thursday, Minneapolis Edison 3, Humboldt 0, Mung Academy 3, Washington 1, Minnehaha Academy over Harding 3 to 1, and Highland Park defeated Hastings 3 to 1. Highland is the reigning champion in St. Paul. They haven't lost a conference match in several years. Johnson and Harding have been in the top half of the conference recently, and they've both done well in some tough non-conference games so far this season. And we're looking forward to talking to the Harding captains about their volleyball season real soon. All right, and then for swimming and diving on Tuesday, the conference preview was held, um, and since it's a conference preview, no scores are kept at that meet. Highland SPA is the champ last year. That combination squad won the city title. Central was second in swimming. All right, over to cross country. We have the Highland Park cross country team sitting right in front of us here. So let's get to those results. On the girls' side, on Monday was the Charter Stars Invitational at St. Kate's and Trinity at River Ridge. Um, was the only uh, 
finisher in that one, um, I'm assuming on Monday was probably shortened due to the, the rain that we had uh, coming in. On Wednesday, the Orno invitation, and uh, Washington posted an incomplete score on that one. And from the St. Agnes website, the girls' cross-country team ran their first meet with uh, at the St. Kate's 4K Invitational. The junior high runners were the ones that posted the top two scores for St. Kate's. It was Ava Wolf finishing fifth and Lily Dimmel finishing eighth. And uh, the new runners um, on their first race, uh, Catherine Roddy, uh, Molly Ostenbauer, and Jackie McCoy, and Tess Cardle all raced their first races uh, for a fourth overall finish for St. Agnes. On Friday was the Rosemont Invitational, and Highland Park, Central, and Como Park all participated. Highland finished fourth overall on the girls' side. Central came in 18th. Como posted an incomplete. Um, on the boys' side on Monday at the Charter Stars Invitational, Trinity at River Ridge was uh, your top finisher there. Humboldt finished uh, sixth in that race. On Wednesday on the boys' side in the Ordinal Invitational, Washington posted an incomplete uh, final in that one. For St. Kate's, their boys' team had a great start to the season as well at the St. Kate's 4K Invitational. Von Wolf ran a tough race and finished third overall. As a team, St. Agnes finished third. Yesterday at the Rosemont Invitational, Highland Park finished in third on the boys' side. Central finished ninth. Como Park posted incomplete. Your individual winner was Oliver Pauline of Highland Park, finishing at a time of 9 minutes 40.3 seconds. All right. Well, Highland and Central had good showings in that big Rosemont Invitational yesterday. Highland has won many, many city championships in the last decade. Based on yesterday's results, looks like the safe bet to do it again. We're excited they're here with us today so we can ask them about it. All right, over to tennis. On Tuesday, it was Simley 7, Highland Park 0, St. Paul Academy 6, Central 1, Johnson over Columbia Heights 4-3, to North St. Paul over Como Park 6-1. to On Wednesday, it was Columbia Heights over Washington 4-3. Thursday, it was Harding over Johnson 7-0, Highland over Como 6-1, and Central over Humboldt 7-0. Harding is going for their sixth consecutive city tennis title this season. Central and Highland may have something to say about that, but it appears Harding is getting ready to go for it. They've been playing a really tough non-conference schedule. A lot of those opponents were really strong, big suburban schools. All right, and then over to the uh, last uh, sport that we will be talking about today. Does anyone know, uh, was aware that there was a high school cycling league? Okay. We had the same response last year, if I remember right. I forgot there was a cycling league until you just reminded me. <laughs> so we do have a cycling league. It is considered a club sport, but we're going to follow it anyway because Highland Park and Central both have teams that participate. And on August 24th was the first race in Austin. Highland Park came in sixth overall in Division One, and in Division Two, Central finished 15th. Now, Central is down quite a bit in their racers, and to finish 15th, uh, out of 32 teams in that division is quite a feat for them. Good for them. All right, and that is your scores and stats for the week. Just want to let you know, too, that uh, St. Agnes is participating in the new Skyline Conference here in the state of Minnesota. The website is skylineconference.mn.org. Uh, it is a new conference that St. Agnes uh, Athletic Director Mike Streitz is the president of. Um, and uh, the schools involved in that, besides St. Agnes, Concordia Academy, Marantha Christian Academy, St. Croix Prep, New Life Academy, Trinity at River Ridge, Cristo Ray Jesuit, 
and Nova Classical Academy. Also, 651sports.com will be webcasting some games this year. So far, we have three games on our schedule. On September 13th, you will hear Johnson at Central Football at 5 p.m. That will be live on 651sports.com. On September 18th, Eric, you and I will be doing the game, uh, soccer match, actually, at 615 up at Harding. It's Como Park versus Harding, boys soccer. Rematch of what I saw last night. And on September 20th, we will be back on the gridiron with St. Agnes at, uh, versus Concordia Academy, live from Hamlin University. That's a 7.30 p.m. start. That is homecoming for St. Agnes. And all those games can be heard on 651sports.com. All right. Let's get the best part of this show going, the interviews with our student athletes. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. We're going to lead off with some volleyball action and get the Knights from the Harding Girls volleyball team up here. We've got Charisma Vangsua and Miranda Emstead. Let's hear it for our first guest. The Knights have been a team. Yeah, grab your microphones there. The uh, top half of the conference has been a place where the Harding team has finished for several years in a row, including last season when they were 8-4 and four in the conference, finishing third. Uh, they put together an overall record of 12 wins and 7 losses last year. And they're already three weeks into their new season, and now they're on the air with us, Mike. All right, so first what we're going to do, we know we just introduced you, but we would like you to introduce yourselves so we can put a, a voice to the name. Tell us what year in school you are and uh, the position you play out on the court. Okay, well, my name's Charisma Vingsua. I'm a senior, and I'm a setter for the volleyball team. My name is Miranda. Let's turn on it turned out. My name is Miranda Emstead, and I'm going into senior year, and I am a middle for the team. All right. Well, tell us, how's your season going so far? We know we just went over some of your scores, but tell us, uh, how do you feel that your season's going? I think it's going pretty well. We've only had three games, and two of them we lost, but that's, an, I, that's, that's why my voice is like this. I just, I've been doing a lot of screaming this week. <laughs> so the St. Agnes game, it was 3-2, um, to two, but with each set, it was within two or three points where we lost a set. And then for the Minnehaha Academy game, it was 3-1, and one, but with again, with that game the sets were really close and we were doing pretty good and going we had our defense down we had our offense up and we were just like really pushing through those games yeah yeah i also agree um our players have we all have been working hard um and we've all been like cooperating with each other like asking each other like um do we like do we need to modify something do we need to fix how you know you want your set do we need to like you know, just kind of adjust to each other. And we've been communicating and also, like, playing as a team would. And, like, we're trying to sync up with each other to play even harder in this season. Great. Does your team have any specific goals they want to accomplish this season? Anything you know you definitely want to achieve? Um, I know that um, us as seniors for this year, we at least want to get past that first section game. and. You know, that's like already kind of like high for us, but I want to at least get past that first game. It doesn't matter if we lose a second sections game, at least we got past that first hurdle. I think growing together as a team is also a really big thing because we have a relatively smaller team for our varsity team this year. So using the amount of people that we have, I think it would be good for us to really build connections with each, with each people or which with each person, my bad. Yeah, that kind of gets us into our next question. 
what are some of the things that you like best about playing volleyball for Harding? It sounds like that, that teamwork and chemistry is important. You want to talk more about what's fun? Um, I think what's fun is just knowing each other and like being able to play with each other. Like there are some girls who aren't really like you know cozy with each other until you start playing and you're like oh you're kind of cool <laughs> <laughs> and it's just fun when it's like that because then you actually see like you know different people and you actually interact with different kinds of people and you get to see who they are for them during sports and then it also helps you make friends during the school year too and it just helps with that. I like how. With most of the team, I've been playing with them since I was in seventh grade or in then freshman year. So most of the team I've been playing with. So I have like really good bonds with quite a few people on the team. And it's really helpful because also my coach, she is also, she's really there for us and she's really supportive of, of, of us and how we like go about the team. So it's really nice how she's there for us and how everyone kind of has each other's back. Awesome answer, especially when your coach is standing in the back of the room. <laughs> That's great. Well done. Now, Charisma, I want to ask you about Miranda's voice a little bit. She sounds great to me, but she says she's a little hoarse there. Is, has she been yelling a lot at practice? Um, she, well, we didn't really Positive have instruction a, about where yes. players should go? <laughs> we haven't yeah. really had a practice. We had two games in a row. I think that's what affected ah. her. Yep, because <laughs> my, also, my sister also plays on the volleyball team, and she also lost her voice. <laughs> so I just, you know, I understand. Yeah. They were screaming very loud, especially in the game itself. You know, we're screaming, like, go, 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 or just get it. Like, make it over, serves in. We're screaming a lot during the game. Understood. Yeah. Some lemon water should help. <laughs> so do you have any uh, team traditions uh, pregame that the team does? Um, it's, you know, it's either during warm-ups or even the night before dinners or anything? We don't really do dinners, but before a game when we're like in a huddle, we will talk about what we want to do and what we want to accomplish for each game. And even in like little timeouts, we talk about what we want to fix and what we want to do to make the set better for us and how to get ahead in the in the set. So we just talk with each other all the time. We're constantly talking about how we can make ourselves a better team and how we can make each person a separate, a different, how we can make each person a better player. All right, thank you. All right, well, let's give it up for the Harding Knights. Fantastic job. Thank you, Charisma. Thank you, Miranda. Excellent first interview. Next, let's talk about our uh, cross-country program here, uh, the best in the city, the one that uh, has been a perennial state power in the world of cross-country running. We have Anna Schmidt, Molly Manning, Otto Schmidt, and Marcus Hansen here from Highland Park. Here you go. Is your mic good? My, my mic is good. Okay. All right. Thanks for coming up. There's just a, a quick fun fact. This is the first time that I will be interviewing Molly Manning, not after a long-distance race. So she won't sound as winded. We would like you to do the same thing. Introduce yourselves. Tell us what year you are in uh, school. And I guess there's no position in cross-country, so we won't be uh, hearing about uh, if you're middle field, you know, midfield or defense or what. But if you want to make something up, feel free. Yeah. Um, my name is Otto Schmidt. I'm a junior at Highland Park, and this is my fourth year on the cross-country team. Hi, I'm Marcus Hansen. I'm a senior at Highland Park, and this is my fifth year. Um, I'm Molly Manning. I'm going to be a sophomore on the team, and this will also be my fourth year. 
I'm Anna Schmidt. Um, I'm going to be a junior, and this is my fifth year. All right. So who can tell me, how's the season going so far? Uh, was the, you had your race that we just uh, talked about uh, at the beginning of the show just briefly yesterday at the uh, Invitational. Um, was that the first race of the year so far, and how's the, the season been? Um, that was our first like big race of the season, big Invitational. Um, we were pretty excited about the team performances. Um, we had a lot of individuals like getting up there, um, ranking pretty high in the races, um, and we're pretty excited about that. We think that bodes pretty well for our season. Uh, I think on the boys' side, there's definitely room to improve, but we also had the individual champion, so that was really good. Uh, otherwise, I think there's a couple big suburban schools out there that have really big programs, but we're starting to match that. We have like 90 kids out there today, or out there yesterday, and that was really cool to see everyone getting a shot at racing. 90? Yeah. 90 Nine? boys and girls. Okay. <laughs> but how many in the program overall, total? That would be, yeah, 90 with both boys Okay. And girls. That's amazing. It's big numbers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was going to add the little bit of history uh, to set up this next question. I did some research and uh, found out that Highland on the boys' side has won four of the past eight city conference championships. The girls' team has won seven straight. And beyond St. Paul, Highland usually sends a few runners to the state meet. Last year, the whole boys' team made it to state, finishing in 10th place overall in the entire great state of Minnesota. So what, with that pedigree, with that sort of uh, history, what are some realistic goals for your teams this season? Do you even set team goals? Is it just about improving times, or how do you handle all that? Um, yeah, so we make a big point of trying to set really um, hard to achieve team goals every year, and we do work on like improving individuals, but by improving individuals, the team will also improve. So for the girls this year, our goal is to make it to state as a team. Um, the girls team has never qualified for state, and we had a race yesterday, and it was against like a lot of section competitors, and we finished like second out of the teams in our section, so that was good. Looking forward to section. So. And the top two teams from section go to state. Is that correct? Yeah. So you're you're in the range at yeah. this point if the wor hard work continues. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I think I agree with Molly. One thing that we really do stress is doing your job. If you do your job, you get out there and you give it everything you got, the points add up and it's going to help the team at the end of the day. I know that was a key part for us last year. We kind of, we all had our own individual goals, but there was a couple packs that started to form and we really worked together in races to move up and score some more points and do what was right for the team. For us, goals this year, we want to stay championship. We've been working hard. It's kind of been the same core that's been here for four years and we feel like it's our time. One other thing that we talk about a lot in cross country is uh, kind of three goals that we have is to have fun, be competitive, and make lifelong runners. Mm. And um, so being competitive, obviously, with that state championship goal, but also we work a lot on developing our team chemistry and our dynamic and not only having cross country be a sport, but also um, a place where we have lots of friends and a great social environment. What makes it so fun and so social? What is it that makes that possible? Um, I would say, yeah, like Otto said, we're just really close, tight-knit as a team community. Um, we spend a lot of energy trying to like plan social events. Like We had a movie night last night. Um, we make a music video, which is kind of fun. 
Um, and we just like. Can I ask what song? <laughs> um, <laughs> we are. Is it? Oh no. I don't know this year's. We did Uptown Funk um, for a previous one. Um, so yeah, it's just really fun. We spend a lot of energy trying to get to know each other yeah. um, and uh, making bonds. You know, like talking one on one with someone after their race. Like, how did it go? How was your race? That kind of thing. You do a lot of things outside of training. It sounds like to make it fun. How does your coach keep practice fun and fresh and exciting? And he is sitting right here. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, we we just uh, I think one of the coolest things we do is a lot of just different uh, and fun workouts, things that change it up. So for example, uh, always on the second Monday of practice, we do the hoof and bike, which is a uh, race practice where you get a partner and you share a bike and there's a 13 mile course and you basically switch off biking and running um, to go basically see if you can win. This week we're trying something new. Uh, we're drawing Strava pictures, which are uh, your GPS watch when you're running logs, you know, your, where you go and then when we upload it to Strava, which is a workout log. Um, but there's this idea that you could draw, you know, run a certain route and draw a picture of something. So next week we're having a <laughs> challenge on Thursday for practice for that. So yeah, just a lot of fun things that we do to mix it up and uh, make it more than running. Very creative. I'm impressed. Is there somebody you have in mind that might be a better artist than the uh, than another? Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I haven't really thought about what uh, what I we're gonna do yet. But um, I don't know. Do you, any of you guys have any any it, thoughts? Maybe you don't want to give up on the idea of what you might want to be running. I tried earlier this season writing my name on a route, and that kind of worked. But <laughs> that's not super creative. So I need to think of something a little better than that. All right. Well, thanks for coming out. We appreciate everything, and we will be watching Highland Park Cross Country. Fantastic. Let's give it up for Highland Cross Country. Okay, are we ready for some football? Yeah. American football. We've got a couple of Central's <laughs> finest football players here today. C.J. Fabers, Ethan Mills, and Isaiah Tau are here. Let's give it up for the Central Minutemen. Central has been one of the strongest, if not the strongest, St. Paul City football teams for many years. Of course, football in Minnesota follows a different format, doesn't have the same conferences as our other sports. In that format, for 2018 last year, Central had a 5-5 five and five record, but did beat both Johnson and Highland in their Twin Cities district games against them. And as you mentioned in our scores, Mike, the 2019 season for Central got off to a strong start with a big win over Patrick Henry. And uh, we should ask them about that and everything else going forward. All right. So to start off, uh, name, position, year in school. Yeah, um, I'm Ethan Mills. I'm going to be a senior this year. I'm a middle linebacker. Um, I'm Isaiah Tal. I'm a cornerback, and I'm a senior this year. I'm CJ Favors, and I'm a receiver tight end hybrid. And I'm going to be a junior. All right, so no pressure off the bat. Last year we had Johnson football in, and they made it to the U.S. Bank Stadium. <laughs> so our uh, our non-jinx mode is still in effect here. But let's uh, keep the tradition running. Then. There right? you go. Exactly. That's, yeah, that's what the I tradition. Uh, tell us a little bit about how the season's going so far, and and your thoughts on last night's game. Um, I mean, me personally, I'm really excited about how the season's looking so far. Um, we have a lot of young players this year, so we weren't really sure how we were going to look coming into the game. 
Um, we faced some adversity, obviously, but we came with a win, and that's all that matters at the end of the day. Any other comment about the game <laughs> last night, CJ? Basically, said everything. Okay. Um, what about team goals? I mean, we can say, yeah, U.S. Bank, but let's be let's go one step at a time here. What do you guys want to accomplish? What are you looking at as as realistic team goals that you want to achieve this season? Well, I, we plan on just taking it one game at a mm -hmm. time. We don't yep. really look long term goals. We take it like next week, week after week. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, I think, like I said, really young team, so we try to take it one game at a time. And if we take it one game at a time, I mean, that could amount to a, a pretty successful season for us and hopefully some uh, playoff wins here, which that's our, that would be our end of the season goal. Yeah. Isaiah, do you know who you play next week? Yeah, we play Como. Ooh. <laughs> do you know where you play? We play at their home. Yes. Do you know what time? Stay at 7. Yeah, Friday Night Lights next week at Como. So we got a traditional St. Paul City matchup next week, Central at Como. I'll be there announcing your game uh, at Como, yes. Uh, uh, full disclosure, that's my team. Uh, I'm a Como guy. So you're uh, saying you're rooting against me? I'm not saying, saying that. I will be announcing from a very neutral, positive perspective. But, uh, uh, so you got that one next week. And what do you think practice will be like this week as you prepare for that game against the St. Paul City opponent? Uh, just working on offense and uh, defense a little. And I, I think that's good. And eliminate turnovers, then we should be good. Did you have any turnovers last night? We had a few, but we, we got it back, so I think we're good. Okay. <laughs> we, we won the turnover margin. We forced okay. more turnovers than we had. So, But obviously we want to have a zero in one column and a lot in the other. So that's something we want to work on this week. And they have like seven. You know, yeah, they, yeah seven. they had seven turnovers last night. Yeah. Seven turnovers. We forced seven turnovers, okay. yep. Is that a point of emphasis with Coach Howell and your team to win the turnover battle? Yeah, and I mean, I think they really talk about um, three big things for us is missed tackles, turnovers, and special teams. So those are three, three big things for us. Um, and I mean, obviously, we won two of the three last night, and then we came out with the victory. So Beyond Como next week, and I love that answer, one week at a time, next game, next one. Uh, are there any big events on the schedule, big games or events that people in the community should be aware of? I mean, um, you guys may know about the musket game. Um, we play Highland. I've heard of it. Do you guys know about the musket <laughs> game? <laughs> any, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Okay, tell us more about I, I think it's somewhere <laughs> up at Central right now currently. Um, so, yeah, we have a, um, a really pretty historical rivalry with Highland um, High School for the musket. Um, it's just something we play for as like a, a kind of like a trophy. Whoever wins it um, each year gets the musket. Um, last year, we were fortunate enough to come out with the victory, um, and we're hoping to retain it this year. Um, that should be a pretty fun game for us. So, yeah, th th I think that's one of the big ones for us this year. Yeah, okay. I know those games, the emotions get turned up a little bit higher yeah. during yeah. that game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got one more for him, Mike. Uh, maybe CJ's going to take it. What's good about Central football? What do you like about playing for the Minutemen? I like it because most games that we go into, we're underrated, and they don't they don't expect us to come out the way that we do. And like, for instance, last game, the Henry boys there at least they thought they had a chance. They went to the middle of the field to the logo and did some disrespectful stuff. And then we came out and whooped them, basically. Okay, so you take a lot of pride in representing your school, yeah. it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. Very good. All right, so did a, I know you guys probably weren't around for the – or you weren't around for the old St. Paul 
city conference and the rivalry that was always created with the St. Paul teams, but they have the districts now. Do you still get more pumped to play a St. Paul team, or is every game the same level of energy? And oh, yeah, it's like get pumped. Uh, Johnson and Como there, we love playing them because like, they're in St. Paul too, so I think that's a good thing for us. It's just like it just I don't know. I just feel like I get, you get more energy from that game. The more people show up and mm -hmm. yeah, they just expect us to do good against teams like that. I love playing against guys that I played against. Yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that's a big. That thing. helps. Right. Yeah. For <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks guys for coming out. Uh, we'll be at your game against Johnson on the thirteenth, and uh, see you next Friday. And he'll see you next <laughs> Friday at Como Park. Good job, guys. Thank you, Central Football. Our next interviews this morning are also representing football teams. The world's football, what gets called soccer here in St. Paul in the USA. The hashtag for our next team is Coma Girls FC, as in Coma Girls Football Club. And here to represent the Cougars this morning, we've got Tina Million, Rebar 2, and Abriana Armenta, the Como captains. Let's welcome Coma Girls FC. All right, as you mentioned, they have come back a couple of times this year already for some victories. Yeah, they've had a couple of epic comebacks we can ask them about. They're a strong team with lots of senior leadership. Uh, Tina and Rebar are both seniors here. Abriana is a junior captain. Last season, they finished with an overall record of 11-5-1 and, and tied for second in the St. Paul City. This year the strong senior class would like to improve upon that. Let's find out how things are unfolding so far, Mike. All right, so please introduce yourself, uh, your year again, and what position you play on the field. Um, before we say that, we would just like to say thank you for having us and thank you for giving us this opportunity to have our voices heard. You're welcome. Thank you for mentioning that. My name is Valentina Millian. I'm a senior at Como Park Senior High School, and I'm a defender. Uh, my name is Abriana Armenta. I'm a junior at Como Park, and I also play defense. Um, my name is Rebar, too. Um, I'm a senior, and I play midfield. All right, so tell us a little bit about the season. You've had a couple of comeback victories. Um, and if you want to talk about last night's game, that was the, the, the freshest one against St. Anthony. You were down one zip, uh, I believe late into the second half, yeah. and then you came back to win. So tell us a little bit about that game and, and the season. Um, well, as we were down 1-0, there was like 16 minutes left in the second half. And the one thing that I really loved about my team was that we all kept our heads up the whole game. And we got that one goal and came back 3-1. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'd like to say that we really deserved that win. You're good. You deserve that win. Yes, Can you elaborate sir. on that? Why is that? Um, I don't know. I guess you could say we just kept, like, yeah, I don't know what to say. <laughs> but I don't know. We did really good. We worked really well as a team, and we just kept fighting them. Kept working. Yep. Never, ever quit. Yeah, and I felt like um, coming from, like, our coach is brand new this year because last year our coach was different. And coming from, like, having a different coach this year and us, like, stepping up our game and helping the coach function well with us too. So I feel like, you know, we're doing a great job with that too. 
So I, I have to mention, Mike, some historical connections here. Coach Hussein Muhammad, Como graduate, class of 2012, an outstanding right back on my 2011 team, which only allowed 14 goals during the season. Only allowed 14 goals during the entire season. The he was whole part season. of that. Yeah, that's that's unheard less, of. That's less than a goal a game allowed. You can do that basic skills math, right? I can. Yep. And part of the success of that team was Coach Hussein um, was a center midfielder at the time, and it was suggested to him that maybe he could help the team by playing right back. And he took that and ran with it and embraced it and did whatever the team needed him to do. And uh, I think a lot of that spirit and um, willingness to do whatever it takes for the team is carrying over into this group right here. So I'm pretty proud of, of Coach Hussein Muhammad. I also should mention that Abriana Arment is a St. Paul City champion from the undefeated Murray Middle School girls soccer team. <laughs> but I was, yeah, there we go. Yeah. That was magic that year, Abriana. Yeah, uh, had an amazing coach. Oh. <laughs> You know all the right You're things not on to the say team anymore. Yeah. It's okay. Um, she's going to have me in class this year. She's, she's oh, playing okay. this correctly. Yeah, <laughs> she's going to be her history teacher. Uh, any specific games on the schedule that you're looking forward to this season? Uh, our next one, uh, Shakupi on the third. So we're just taking it one step at a time, just like Central for mm -hmm. the football. Mm -hmm. We're focusing one game, and then yeah, just see what happens after Shakupi and see. How we do. What are some of the things, especially you, Rebar, uh, and Tina, you've been together for so long in this team. What are some of the things you appreciate the most about playing soccer for Como? Well, obviously, like, we both have a passion for it. And I think, like, one of the really things, really the, oh, the good things that I like about this team is that the girls I play with, they also have a passion for it, and they're really just... I can just vibe with them, and it's really nice. And how Como girls are very diverse, and everyone just come together. Like, you know, we love soccer, and everybody just want to play. Great answers. How do you like playing under the lights uh, on the turf at Como? Because that's been a change since when you started. What do you think? It's nice. You can see clearly. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think er everybody likes playing under the lights. Everybody shows up. We get a whole bunch of support from the parents and our f family members and friends and everything. So I really enjoy playing under the lights. Cool. All right, now is there any team building activities outside of the game of soccer that, uh, that you have done together or plan on doing? Um, well, we always say that we'd like to like tie dye shirts or make bracelets, but like we that never really happens. <laughs> We, we say that we would buy uh, yellow Crocs, but I don't know. We like to imagine things together. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It may not happen, but we like to imagine right. things together. If you yeah. do it as a team, that counts yeah. as a team-building activity. We have our annual water balloon fight that we have every year, normally. Yeah. So. Has that already happened this year? Did yes. it happen during a, a hot August practice day? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> who, who wins that, by the way? Um, well, we I, don't, I don't really think it's a game that you can win. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody ends up getting wet. Yeah, Including we, Coach, I hope. He wasn't there, sadly, sadly. It was uh, during captain's practice. Ah, okay. We may need to do it again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was the warm-up. All right, well, thanks for coming out. We appreciate it. We're going to follow your team 
closely um, right, this year as well. We'll be bringing updates uh, throughout the year. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. Let's hear it for Como Soccer. Como Girls FC. Okay. For our final team of the day on our fall preview show, we're sticking with football, but we're going to the boys' side, and we're going to bring up Hamza Youssef and Maktar Yaro, and they are representing Central Boys Soccer. The St. Paul Central Boys are the defending city champions who also placed third in the state last year, finishing their season at U.S. Bank Stadium where all Minnesota high school soccer teams want to go. So they made history last year. Let's hear what they plan to do this year. All right. Uh, first off, tell us your name, year in school, and your position. Um, my name is Magtar, and I'm a senior, and I'm also playing defense this year. Yeah. My name is Hamza Yusuf. I'm a senior, too, and I play defense. All right. So break down uh, this early part of the season for us. Tell us how it's going so far. And uh, I believe you just recently had the first program sweep. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. So um, we had a rough, shaky start with Apple Valley. But other than that, we've done pretty well with all the other teams. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, um, we had our first home game. When was that? About a week ago. Yeah. Rosemary. About a week ago. Uh, and against Roseman, we beat them 10 10 0. Yeah. Yeah, and then we also played Harding. Where was it, Harding? Yeah, Howland yesterday, and then we beat them 8-1. So. Good Pretty team. good start yeah. so far, other than that hiccup against Apple Valley. Can you talk about that? I, was, I, I ran into some Central Boys soccer players at the Central Girls game the other night, and I said, 2-0 to Apple Valley, then 10-0 to Rosemont. Like, those teams are pretty similar. Yeah. Uh, how right. does one game go against you, 2-0, and then you rack up 10 the next game? Um, was it the was it the grass? Did they like not yeah. mow the grass or something? I mean, the grass is really <laughs> tall too. <laughs> that, that was a factor. Yeah, but um, we I guess we just came in thinking like we we were like given a game I guess from our previous season. Yeah. So we so we went in like like ninety percent like like oh we're gonna win this either way. But um, our coach repeats us every year, every practice, every game. Um, we got to go in as if we've never played anyone before, erase the past, uh, everything's a new start, and um, we... Yeah, we, they just yeah. wanted to win more than we did that game. They had Their effort was bigger than ours, so... And we had a lot of injuries, too. We're, we're missing, like, our starting... Our captain, Rios Kelly, a lot of players, but we bounced back after that and had a great start after that, yeah. Is it fair to say that was a little bit of a wake-up call? Yeah, it definitely was. It, like David says, Coach David, that was the best thing to happen to us. Like, now we know, like, not to let stuff like that happen again. Yeah, at our worst is that 2-0 in our best. It's like beating other teams. Yeah. Out. I think that's a wonderful life lesson that you experienced in that game. <laughs> it may not have been that fun at the time, but it's going to serve you well going forward, yeah. knowing how you have to show up with 100% effort and focus every game. Yeah. So last year your team went undefeated in the St. Paul City Conference, 12-0, which is really difficult to do. That was Central's first conference title since 2015. 
So you're on top now. Everybody's gunning for you, as you know, city yeah. and suburban schools. So what are you expecting in the conference this year? Are there any teams or matchups you think Humble. will be a – Okay, yeah, keep talking. <laughs> yeah. last, year, last year against Humboldt, that was probably our closest game since, until state. Um, Humboldt's a really competitive team. We're playing them on Wednesday, actually. Uh, at Humboldt or is it home? It's a home game. It's a home game, yeah. So last year at our home, we had a last-minute goal from Aiden Kavanaugh, our captain last year, who scored the tie-breaking goal. That was a, that was a really, like, good game. I, I enjoyed watching and playing that game. Yeah. Uh, and also Washington, Como, they're very good teams this year. So, yeah. so the St. Paul City Conference is really competitive and good. It is, yeah. and people don't understand that in the suburbs they they tend to overlook city teams when they meet them in the playoffs thinking yeah. oh there is no better preparation in my opinion <laughs> for section tournaments than the grind of the saint paul city yeah. having to play all of these highly skilled quick teams who understand possession and the beautiful game uh, when you have to compete against that for 12 games of the season a um, yeah. couple games a week against all those uh, highly skilled city teams it is really good for your uh, preparation yeah. for sections. And speaking of sections, then, do you even know about your new section assignment? I was talking to Coach David, and I thought you were going to be in that same group with Apple Valley, Rosemont, Egan, yeah. whoever you beat to get through last year. Yeah. You're not. Yeah. You're in a new section. Yeah. The so, high school league assigned you a new one. Do you know anything about it? So, like, that took me by surprise. I saw that, like, I think early this summer. Um, a couple of guys put it in our team group chat. Hey, guys, we got a new section. Look at it. I looked at it, and I saw teams like Irondale, Roseville, which is a good school. Um, um, I don't know. Do you know anyone else who was in that? No, but I just heard that they might be easy teams. So. But, like, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> don't do that. Back to our <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, great teams, a lot of good teams. I actually play club soccer with some of the guys on some of the, in our section this year, so it's going to be fun playing against a lot of those guys, and hopefully we come up on top and go to state again. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I would have to do some research, um, but I think from the brief conversation I had, it's more like those suburban teams to the north, maybe Mountains Views in there and yeah, Champlin so. Park. Champlin Park, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll follow that as we get closer. For right now, we're really excited to follow you in the St. Paul City. All right, so Coach David likes to change things up for training. I, I know yeah, uh, likes, he does, likes yeah. to uh, yeah. emphasize mind, body, spirit, everything. So I saw a video of some yoga going on. He's got some pool uh, training that he has. Um, do you like that change of pace uh, yeah. when you do those trainings or do you do you like just being out on the pitch and, and working on the fundamentals I, I all love, the time? I love them both you know we would have two a days right where one in the morning we would like have a like a pool practice or like the yoga you saw and then come come down around like 2.30 at the Griffin Stadium and work on our ball skills ball touches everything you know it's great it's really great yeah it's like the yoga thing, especially, it's a new thing for our central program. It was kind of nice. All the players liked it. I mean, it was it's nice, yeah. yeah he was really relaxed. You <laughs> can ask him about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she made me sleep quick. So, <laughs> so you got you got what they wanted you to get out of it. You got yeah. the relaxing yeah. aspect and, and stretching. Yeah, for All sure. Right. All right, guys. Well, thanks for coming out. We appreciate it. And, well, we'll be following – 
your program as well this season. Now let's give it up, Central Boys Soccer. Excellent job. Man, that was a lot of fun. It was. We are going to be moving on. It's 10.48. You're listening. I guess I should uh, reset the show here. You're listening to WFNULP 94.1 FM in St. Paul. This is 651 Sports Update. I am Mike Resendez. Eric Erickson is with me as well. He joins once a month, and we'll be doing the same this season. Uh, our fifth season has kicked off. We are at Colop Restaurant in St. Paul, 601 North Dale Street. And uh, we're just going to move right along. We have about 12 minutes left. And, Eric, this is the time where we discuss uh, what you have written for the Como Park Bugle and uh, break down some news uh, on Como if we have some time. And then we're going to roll into our pro pick, which I'm sure everybody's waiting for. Well, we, we're going to need some help with the pro pick. I think the whole studio audience here is going to need to give you some insight <laughs> about what to do with our little prediction and segment. I do need the help. Um, so we will get to that. I don't want to talk too much um, about the upcoming um, news story because I, I think it's going to make everybody sad when they realize that everything changes Tuesday. Do you guys realize what happens Tuesday? <laughs> School! Oh, if we could just do our sports and have all of this uh, extra time for recovery from our practices and our matches and our meets. But no, we're going to throw school into the mix. That's why we're here. We're student athletes, emphasis on the student. So school starts Tuesday, and uh, you'll have your full academic load uh, to carry uh, with you. That's your top responsibility. And then after a good day of learning in the classroom, you can go to your practices and your games. But I do write a monthly article in the Park Bugle a community newspaper, and in the Como Midway Monitor, and I just finished those yesterday. Actually, I finished my homework and got those in. I got a lot of school news that um, you can find there, and the sports feature I did was about Como boys soccer and a tradition that goes back to 2007 and a camping trip that when I was coaching, I set up with uh, a family that um, has a, a farmhouse in southern Minnesota, and uh, I was thinking, team bonding, what if we took a road trip down to southern Minnesota, played a game down there against a new opponent, and then camped overnight uh, at the farmhouse, pitched tents, and just you know, spent time in nature. No phones, no, no iPads, no videos, just us, nature, games, activities. And uh, it was a great team bonding uh, experience and adventure, as you might guess and it has been established as a special routine and ritual. Uh, we have a great rivalry with Austin, uh, top team in uh, southern Minnesota who makes it to the state tournament just about every year. So we go and play Austin, uh, great game. Como boys beat them two to one just the other weekend on that annual uh, farmhouse camping um, traditional road trip. And so if they're doing it in 2019, Mike, uh, I'd say, yeah, the tradition's pretty well established. So, I think so, yeah. Uh, I, I was uh, happy about the opportunity to write and showcase the, the people that make this possible. Uh, Elaine Allen and Brian Kingswriter are parents of a Como captain uh, that I had back in 2007, and they've been hosting Como boys soccer at their property 
um, ever since then. And so it's a, a pretty special story that I'm going to share out, and it connects with this team, uh, this current Como team, off to a great start. The farmhouse camping trip might have been the kickoff to a, a, a wonderful season. They talked about how exciting it was to just uh, have that time together away from the distractions of the city and their regular routine. So excellent team bonding opportunity. So that's coming out in the Park Bugle uh, in um, a week or two, and I'll share it when it comes out. All right, so we'll look forward to that, and I'll share it on uh, all of my social media as well. Uh, now, the Park Bugle is changing its delivery. You have to sign up online if you want to keep getting it, uh, physical it may, copy. It may be dropped off on fewer doorsteps, uh, but it's available everywhere uh, online. Right, so we'll look for that. All right, so we're going to cap off the end of the show with our, uh, I'd say, world-famous pro pick. Um, since we are available online, we there's an international following. Yeah, I think that is uh, accurate. Yeah, it's going to be pretty if somebody sweet. in if somebody in Europe or Asia listens to it, it's international following. Yeah. That's right. All right. So a recap of what the what the pro pick is. Eric and I started this uh, years ago when you uh, probably the th- second or third show you joined me on. I thought it'd be a fun thing to bring in at the end of our show. So, so. we each take a turn every month picking uh, uh, something as far as pro sports go. Um, you have the overall record, uh, which you will tell us about, I'm sure. I will remind you. Yes. Um, so our last pro pick, which took place in May of, uh, the last school's year, um, I set up an over under for the total of Minnesota twins home runs up to this day. The over under I set was 250 and a half home runs over or under you went with the under thinking that they would have no shot. At hitting that number, I stopped counting at 261. Just so everybody knows, they're eight away from the major league record that the Yankees set a couple of years ago. So you lose, and you won. I won. You're on a roll, my friend. That's three in a row for you, which improves your record to 15 wins and 18 losses. So you're under 500. And under 500. I'm 18 and 15. Yes. I'm above 500. So a career record, I got you, but I, I, I feel you coming, <laughs> coming on strong here. Uh, it doesn't feel good to have a winning record when you're going the wrong direction. I'm trending the wrong direction. Three consecutive losses uh, to you in the last couple were Twins-related. So we're getting far, far, far away from the Twins. I can't predict baseball <laughs> and home runs and... We're going to go back to a place where I've had great success, and that's talking about the NFL and the Minnesota Vikings and how they're going to start the season. It's going to be the same bet, and here's where we need help. Um, Looking at you guys. Highland Cross Country, I don't know if there's football fans, casual viewers, or interest. There is a professional football team that plays across the river in U.S. Bank Stadium, the Minnesota Vikings, and Mike's going to have to make a pick about them. Como Girls FC, I don't know if you have any opinions, but – you can steer Mike any direction you think it'll help me. Uh, Harding, uh, volleyball, uh, Minnesota Vikings. Put your thinking caps on. Central Boys Soccer, give Mike some input. He's going to have to make a choice. Here's the real experts right here, front table, Central Football. I don't know. I'd listen to them, Mike. That might be your number one resource. Let's see what the people say. Here's the situation. Um, The Vikings are going to have four games approximately until the next time we're together on the Mm -hmm. air. So we're going to go with the first four Vikings games of the year. Will they win 
over or under two and a half games. Meaning, if you take the over, you're choosing the Vikings to go at least three and one or better. And if you choose the under, that means they're going to go two and two or lower. So that line is two and a half. You're going to have to choose over or under it. Here's the last bit of information you guys need. They play at home against the Atlanta Falcons. They play on the road against the hated Green Bay Packers. Boo. They play at home against the Oakland Raiders. Who? And on the road at Soldier Field versus the Chicago Bears. So those four games, let's, let's, the people are talking, they're, they're commiserating, they're coming up with their predictions. Let's hear what do you got. What do you guys got? Over or under? Under. We, okay, let's do a show of hands. How many people think uh, under? Ooh. And over? Ooh, this is great. <laughs> the majority says under, under, but the football players are confident. They're all saying over. I know. Tough spot for you, it, buddy. It is. But, you know, the first my first thought was to go under because they have to go 3-1. and one Look against, at Ethan. Look at the captain know, of Central Football shaking his head. But it, the Falcons, the Packers, and the Bears, though. It's going to be tough, but i I'm, I got to go for the victory, and I'm, I'm going to go with my first instinct, so we're going to go under on that one. Sorry, guys. Hey, thanks to everybody else who chose. The go under, Vikings. Though. I am a big Vikings fan, bigger than before. Now I really need them to go three and one or better. I'm all on board that Vikings bandwagon. <laughs> Let's go Vikes. All right. So I got the under. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for your me. help. I lost the one uh, to begin the season last year. Mike so. always loses this bet. I get him yeah. on this one every year. Yeah. yeah. But, hey, if they go three and one, I'll consider that a victory. Yeah. Not for me, but for the Vikings and for, for the you, state. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, all right, so it's 10.57, and uh, I just want to thank everybody again for coming out to Co-op Restaurant. Thanks again for, to Stephen Penn and his family for allowing WFNU to come out and invade your restaurant for the morning for an hour. Uh, we do this again in the winter. We do a winter preview show pretty much, so we'll be uh, having other teams and more players coming out uh, this winter. Um, also, just so uh, the listening audience knows and for the people here, uh, WFNU will be back here on October 4th, when Karen Jay, the host of Living Loud, will have a candidates forum for all of the city council uh, candidates for Ward 1. They will be here. Uh, and Karen does a good job. She's had a couple of candidate forums uh, here as well, so come and enjoy that. That's October 4th, and I cannot remember which time, so I apologize to Karen if she's listening. Also, Concordia Football, Concordia St. Paul has uh been uh, gracious enough to donate uh, some tickets. I've got a pair of tickets for anybody here who wants them. The first one to come up to say they want them. The game is next Thursday at 6 o'clock. It's St. Paul Day for uh, Concordia St. Paul. They will be honoring Russell Gary uh, for that game. And uh, Central Football will be there um, and enjoying the game as well. Um, along with another uh, team from St. Paul, Creighton Durham Hall was invited, so they'll be out there. So uh, go out and support them, and thanks to Concordia for uh, supplying those tickets. All right, that about wraps it up. It's 10.59. Thanks for coming out, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Good luck with your seasons. Eric, thank you for joining us. Want to say thanks to everybody listening. This is season number five of 651 Sports Update. Have a great weekend, everyone.
Thank you for listening to 651 Sports Update on Anchor.fm. Did you know there's another way to help support this podcast? Just go to anchor.fm slash 651sports hyphen update and click the support this podcast button. Your donation will help keep this podcast going and help maintain 651sports.com. This is an in-kind donation to 651sports and not WFNU, Frogtown Community Radio. Thank you.